Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 19 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Elf Tales. Oh man. You know, this is one of those books, like it's one of the shorter books, but because it's one of the shorter books, but also towards the end of the series, I just feel like I just want to nap. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I was talking to your sister about this earlier. Like I, the reason why I've been a bad reader is like a lot of books, they like start slow and then they build and I just don't have like the attention span for that right now. Mm-hmm. And you definitely can't say that about this book. They're just, no. she's just like, Hey, it is what it is. Let's go. Yeah. Even though we're at chapter 19. But I just feel like it is. It's been what it's been. Yeah. Continuously. I think so. And kind of like Mac and Shield. And I just want a nap. It's like mm-hmm. a chapter of, I don't know. Everybody takes a nap. Bottle beer and everyone takes a nap. Yeah. Let's just do that. Um, okay. <laughs> well, we have some announcements and reminders. That we want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog. Love wizard team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to black girls create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering chum at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And if you become a Patronus, you get cool things like our bonus episodes, um, uh, fire whiskey chats at a certain level. Leave me alone. Well, not bonus episodes, but, like, not content. Bonus, yeah, content. Bonus content. Leave me alone. Sorry. Get down. Go away. Stop waiting. T- cool. Okay. You get bonus content. You can get fun things. And you just have, like, the knowledge of being, like, I'm helping these girls live their dream of talking Harry Potter all the time. And you could also um, possibly, at a certain tier, get a dog. Hey, <laughs> you didn't know that was a perk, did you? Oh, man. Yeah. Do the half lab, half pit, full asshole. But she's very cute. Can you hear this? Or... Yeah, I can hear it. Dahlia said, what tier for Luna? Does she also come with sedatives? I mean, if she would it's take them. don't take it. I have to, like, hand feed them to her, but I'm late and we got to record. So I put them in her food and she's just like, nah, F that noise. Yeah. <laughs> Amani said Patronus Padfoot level. <laughs> and Lauren says, I guess that's the $666 a month level. <laughs> She's very cute, though. Y'all, she real cute. <laughs> you got big eyes. No oh, chill. All right. Um, we now have Wizard Team merch, so head over to our website and set up your nerd fashion and stationery game. Um, we now have a store with DFTBA, so you can go to store.dftba.com, and then you scroll a little bit, or you might look at, for, I can't remember, either way, you go to, go creators. to creators, and then you scroll a little bit, 
and then you see black girls create and then you click on that jaunt and then you either buy a black girls create enamel pin or a black wizard shirt and, and then, then you're out here yeah looking looking nice mm-hmm. you also I'm sure there's like a search and you just search and then you say black yeah you can also do black it's, it's very easy to find um yeah. we also like on our website you click on the links that say merch and it goes they all go there now i think i had only done half of them and like missed a couple before but then somebody hit me up and then i fixed it um and but we, we do also still have stuff on Redbubble. um so we have a more black girls more dragon shirt that i will be getting the minute i get paid we have someone just um, bought it someone, someone bought the more black it. girls more dragon shirt Whoever you are, raise your hand. We want to see it. Yeah, also, when you get it, got- when you get it, when you get your merch, like take pictures and send it to us because yeah. we want to see that you are rocking it and out here. Um, we have a time and relative blackness in space. Shout out to our podcast, Tarbis. We have lots of lots of things on there, so you should just check it out. Redbubble. It was Portia. Boom. Boom. Um. Hey. <laughs> um. And if you guys are like, why are there two stores? Because when Portia bought. For more Black Girls and More Dragon shirt, we got $3. And if you buy a shirt from DFTBA, we get more than $3. So that's why there's two. But we also are, like, full of ideas because we are Black Girls Who Create. So we got, like, all these ideas and we don't want to sleep on them. We want to give you options. Yeah. And you can also support us by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. You can go to your podcast thing where you're listening right now. And you're like... Oh, look, I can just hit the stars, five stars. I mean, you know, however many stars you feel is appropriate, five stars. Um, and then be like, <laughs> these girls are legit. Also, I hear that if you are a Patronus of a certain level, you get a dog. That's amazing. That's wild. That's wild. Um, also, subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah. With nerd news and links to what's been going on, um, if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can do that at blackgirlscreate.org. Deborah said beautiful memories and gowns, and I'm not okay. But, you know. You know. Beautiful memories and beautiful gowns. And now, for Wither Team News. I'm getting rid we, of this dog. <laughs> we don't have any news this uh, week. I don't think any new Potter things have happened, which is fine, because it's fine. Um, uh, we have a new Patronus. Hey, another so sh- one. So shout out to Nick for becoming a Patronus. You're a real one. Um, still no anti or non-DJ Khaled gas up thing. Let me just, I gotta go listen to some bass songs and I'll come back. But thank you very much. You're um, appreciated. No one's perfect. But no, that's not it. That's not good. No. Paramedics is not a good, like, thank you for... It doesn't gas anyone up. There's a paramedic just talking about like, shooting people I, who try yeah. you. That's yeah. pretty much what it's about. Yeah. So, not gas in that way. Magical <laughs> birthdays. <laughs> Today... <laughs> Wednesday is Percy Weasley's birthday, so that's cool. I mean, you know, whatever. I guess, yeah. Weatherby. Yeah. Well, Weatherby. Shout out to Weatherby. Cool. All right. Let's get in to the chapter. Um, but previously on Wizard Team, um, 
Sorry, I gotta look because I know it skipped a couple months. It skipped it, what happened over the span of like three months. So much happened. So much happened. Mostly, so Harry, Ron so had Harry, the worst birthday. He had the worst birthday. But that was at the yeah. end, though. So Slughorn, um, so Harry has homework from Dumbledore to try and get um, the Horcrux, or try to get a memory from him about a Horcrux, about Horcruxes. Um, and so instead of listening to Hermione and coming up with strategy, he listens to Ron, and um, he listens to Ron and just asks him after class after buttering him up by not doing the lesson correctly and just finding a Bezor. But somehow Slughorn was okay with that. Can but I then he wasn't this? okay with being asked. Um, Can I derail for just like one quick second? Nope. Do it in the chat. So, and then, so yeah, so he goes and asks Slughorn about, about Horcruxes and Slughorn is like, mm, no, I told you, you saw the memory. You can see very clearly in the memory that I don't um, know anything about that thing, I've never met her, never experienced that emotion, never Slugger heard of her. said, I don't know nothing about no damn hot, hot horcruxes, and if I wanted to, I'm not dumb enough to tell you. Trying to paraphrase Dean. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, and then we find out uh, Hermione doesn't even know what horcruxes are, so there's that. Um, for a minute, both Hermione and Ron are upset at Harry because of his Bezor situation. Um, Would you, I mean, can we at least, like, shout out Harry a little bit? Though, you can't do both. Like, you can't pull that Bezor thing and then, in the next instance, like, do the exact same thing that Voldemort did. <laughs> like, he did that at the same time, and I feel like if he would have spaced it out, it would have been better. But, like, the hubris, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like... Living his best Gryffindor life. Yes. Yes. Um, and then uh, the six years start apparition lessons. Harry decides to sneak behind Malfoy at first to eavesdrop, but then to just taunt him. So he doesn't actually learn anything because, you know, peak Gryffindor life. We learn things. We learn that splinching is a bitch. Oh, yeah. We learned mean. that splinching is awful. And. Treat it seriously. Yeah. Stop but, it. you know. You have to have, you have to be determined and then you won't be splinched, apparently. Determ- the 3D is determined, destination. It's, no, it's, it's destination, determination, and deliberation. So you have to be determined and deliberate to get to your destination yep. with all your limbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harry decides he's going to start stalking Malfoy through the Marauder's Map, which is just a precursor to what he does to Ginny um, in his seventh, or I guess in the seventh book. Which is so Twilight. It's, it's very Twilight. It's weird i think he literally watches her dot like Inside. sleep in bed Whoa. but we will get there he, le- he watches her what i feel like he watches her sleep but maybe not oh, maybe maybe i'm just and I was really like, what kind of au fanfic are you reading <laughs> <laughs> well not like watches her sleep sleep but like right she's in the gryffindor com or in her com- or her dorm or whatever and but maybe he- not maybe she'll just like in the great hall and then he sees Dean lying on top of her, even though Dean's not there. But Dean's you know, definitely not according there, according to the movies. Oh why my! Not? Oh my! Well, no, they broke up by the seventh year. I know, but he was so not according to the movies. But he was still at case. like, wasn't he still at um, Hogwarts? Oh, yeah. it's not clear. Then Ron's birthday comes. He eats a bunch of chocolate cauldrons, which happen to be spiked with love potion by Ramilda Vane. Why didn't um, Harry throw them away, Harry? 
And because I Harry didn't throw him away, but really he just Harry forgot that he had him, and then he was looking for his Marauders map because you have poison he, shit. Well, Why so he was more focused. The thing is, is that he was given them. He knew he wasn't going to eat them. He didn't know where to throw them away in that moment. So he they got tossed into his suitcase, um, and then he was much more concerned with what Malfoy was doing on Ron's birthday than what Ron was doing. And so when he was searching for the Marauders map. Uh, he threw the cauldrons out, and Ron thought that they were his, and then ate them. And then he was obsessed with Hermione Bain for a good 10, 15 minutes. Harry does not tell Lavender Brown when they see her that that is what's happening, but he takes her takes Ron to Slughorn. Um, Slughorn fixes it very quickly, then gives him some oak matured mead that happens to be poisoned. So now Ron is poisoned, and um, happy birthday, to Ron! Happy birthday. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that is a legendary birthday. Like, you say what you will, but it's memorable if you don't die. It's definitely that. If you it do is. die, it's not as memorable. It's just like... <laughs> it's memorable for other people. It's memorable for but other it, people. That's right. Yeah. Like, Ron's birthday was turned. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Um, so, we're in the... Uh... Oh, Ron, Portia says, can we talk about Ron knowing Harry's cakes were poisoned just like he did? But I don't think he did because Hermione is the one who told Harry about it and then Romilda Van gave him to him and then Harry just tossed him in his... Like, he may not have had that conversation with yeah, him. Yeah, I think Ron was being... Ron Ron and Lav, and Lav were being, you know, themselves, like their best selves, living their best life when Hermione told him, like, just take someone else to the ball. No, that was before... Yeah, it was to the... It was to Slughorn's Christmas party. Right. So was that before or after Lavender? No, no that, that was, was during Lavender. During. Um, yeah, so they weren't really communicating that well. Yeah. And you know, like, like, I feel, I mean, like, it could have been possible that Harry told Ron, but it kind of feels like it was a thing that happened, and Harry is not as constantly vigilant as we know, so he probably didn't tell Ron. I don't think so. Because otherwise he would have thrown them away, like, immediately. He's or, you know, maybe gotten Ramilda Vane a detention or expelled because what the fuck are you spiking people's candy and, like, cakes with? The hell? Bro, like, for I'm the serious? Story. They did it you're for 14 the vine. years old and you're just, like, giving people date rape jokes? They did just... it for the vine. It's gross. I don't understand how you don't understand that. It's gross. I don't because it's literally a felony. <laughs> <laughs> and also just, like, super not okay in any situation whether legal or not um chapter 19 elf tales never go viral that's i'm totally fine with that in fact i'd probably rather i didn't um so they're in the hospital wing ron is the only one in an only occupied bed um harry hermione and Ginny were sitting with him they had spent all day waiting um trying to see inside whenever somebody went in or out and then Fred and George, or Madame Pomfrey let them in around 8 o'clock. Fred and George arrived around 10. Um, this isn't how we imagined give, handing over our present, said George, putting down a large wrapped gift on Ron's bedside cabinet. Um, yeah, we pictured this. It, sorry, yeah, when we pictured the scene, he was conscious, said Fred. There we were in Hogsmeade, waiting to surprise him. Which is so sweet. They knew it was his birthday. I know, and they like, came to Hogsmeade. They're like, we make fun of you, but like, you're 17 and that's a big deal and we got you a present. And they have, like, a business to run, and they still came. 
And they like they went to Hogsmeade because they were thinking of buying Zonkos, but then they also knew that it's around Ron's birthday. So like instead right. of our order, why don't we just surprise him? Because it's a Hogsmeade weekend, or it was originally supposed to be a Hogsmeade weekend. Hogsmeade weekend, um, and then it got canceled. So they're going, knowing that you know they're supposed to be there, or that Ron and them are going to be there. I, so, and I mean, who doesn't double up on their um, business trips? You know what I mean? Right. Of course, especially you're like you're going to be in the area. Might as well right. say hi. They're so sweet. They're thoughtful. It's great. Um, Both of them. Portia. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Harry retold the story of what happened. Um, he felt like he had already recounted it a hundred times to Dumbledore, McGonagall, Madame Pomfrey, Hermione, and Ginny. Um, and then he says, they reckon Ron will be all right. Madame Pomfrey says he has to stay in the hospital wing a week or so and keep taking the essence of Rue. Um, and then George is like, it's lucky you thought of the Bezoar. Lucky there was one in the room, said Harry. And honestly, lucky that, like, the prince said it that one time in the little thing and he had just got done using a Bezoar. It was just, you know, plot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lucky that plot devices are so useful sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you know, can't write without them, so. Um, Hermione gave an almost inaudible sniff. She had been exceptionally quiet all day. Um... She had hurried up to Harry outside the hospital ring and demanded to know what happened and had taken almost no part in Harry and Ginny's obsessive discussion about how Ron had been poisoned, but merely stood beside them, uh, clenched, jawed, and frightening, frightened looking until at last they had been allowed to see him. So I have a thing um, that I feel like maybe now is the time to discuss. No. Um, so I, I understand this, and, like, I think it makes sense that, like, you know... Her beef with Ron is not bigger than, like, him potentially dying, right? So, like, I understand that. Um, But I also think it lets Ron off the hook in a way that I don't like. Yep. And maybe we don't, maybe they, maybe they do have a discussion where he apologizes and they, like, talk and, like, work it out and then it gives her a real chance to forgive him. But what this feels like to me is, like, like, a cop out, to be honest. Because it's like, Ron doesn't get a chance to apologize, but she still forgives him because he He almost almost died. died. And it's like, oh no, but if he had died, like, and and then it, like, trivializes her feelings. Yep. um, Versus actually, like, reckoning with the fact that he was being an asshole and was using lavender to get to her. Um, And and, like, the other thing, and, like, this is gonna just be, like, the thing about Ronald, is that he doesn't learn a lesson. And, like, that's the thing with Ron that bothers me is that, like, they, you know, we talk about, like, they coddle him, they do all of these things, and then he doesn't, he doesn't learn, like, the proper way, which I guess is, like, you know, I've always, I've always really admired, appreciated, like, Ron's journey in the series, um, but I guess in this way, it's, like, you could have a reading of it where he doesn't learn anything. Right. Because he's actually doing something wrong. Like, there's a difference between, like, maybe, like Hermione's tripping and, like, Ron is just has a girlfriend and that's just what it is, right? Like, right. Like, when, her, actually, when like, Hermione Lavender, went to the Yule Ball. That's right. That like, and, and that, but also, like, if, if Ron had genuinely liked Lavender and was dating her because he genuinely liked her and, like, maybe he liked Hermione, but he'd been fiending for Lavender for a hell of long and Hermione's tripping just because she's jealous. And, like, then sure, fine. But that's yeah. not what's happening here. Um, and it just... Yeah, it feels like 
So Delia in the chat says, you can stop being mad because you realize the the triviality of all of this in comparison to death, but you still have to communicate and discuss the issue at some point. Um, Because even if Ron almost died, like he was still wrong. Right. And like, it's also one of those things like where the foundation of their relationship is going to be built on is him being like, but I said I was sorry. It's like, okay, but you didn't do anything. Do anything, exactly. To make me believe that, like, you know what you're sorry for. You know why you shouldn't do it again. Like, there's just a lot of, like, mm-hmm. And she shouldn't just, she shouldn't have to just, like, settle and be like, that's, it's fine, whatever, he almost died. Yeah. Like, she shouldn't have to make excuses in that way. Um, even though I do think it's real that, like, in the moment where he almost died, she would be there. Yeah, I just totally. think after that, she they would be like, reckon. we need to have a conversation or I'm going to go back to not talking to you. Because it's also... But in that like, moment, like, like, she right does care this, for him. They are together, basically? Or not, no, really, not really, but he's done with no. Lavender and... Well, kind of, Yeah, he's like, he he just... Well, we'll get there. Yeah. But they don't, they don't... I don't think they really start dating until maybe the end of the book, the beginning of the next book. Like, it's not very... Yeah. It's not super clear. But I think they also kind of keep it on the low out of respect for Harry, so... Like, Harry knows what's going on, but they have some chill. <laughs> oh, the one time. That the one, one time, time they had some chill. That one time, Luna! <laughs> so Fred asks if uh, Mr. and Mrs. Weasley know, and she says... And Jenny says that they've already seen him. Um, they're in Dumbledore's office now, but they'll be back soon. Um... Fred is asking about the poison. I'm sorry, but Um, I'm just thinking mm -hmm. about, like, the times when, like, I got sick or whatever, and, like, I would just call my parents, and they would be like, well, I don't know, like, I'm sorry, but what am I supposed to do? You live in Indiana now? Mm -hmm. It's so nice. Like, magic is so nice, because, like, sometimes you need your mommy. Well, yeah, but also, he got poisoned, so it's, like, an active sickness, I know, but I'm just talking about, like, like, quickly they they got there. Well, I mean, they can apparate to Hogsmeade. Exactly! It's just convenient. It's a little bit more convenient than in the muggle world. That's all I'm saying. It's like, yeah. if I was, like, deathly ill, I know my parents would come, but, like, it would take them a minute. And, like, True. that's annoying. Because <laughs> I need my mommy. Yeah. Or my daddy. I get that. Um, so Fred starts asking about the poison. Um, and Harry's like, why would Slughorn want to poison Ron? But that wouldn't doesn't make any sense. And so Fred is like, maybe he could have mixed up the glasses, meaning to get Harry. Um, and saying there must be loads of people who'd like to poison Harry because now that he's the chosen one and everything. Um, George or Fred says, you know, it's possible he's a Death Eater. George says he could be under the Imperious curse. Jenny's like, or he could be innocent. The poison could have been in the bottle, in which case it meant for Slughorn himself. And they're like, who would want to kill Slughorn? And so they're just kind of going through these things. And then Jenny is basically playing, like, is the only one paying attention at this point. And, like, Hermione's not in the conversation. So she's the one like, hey, didn't you say that Slughorn meant to give the bottle to Dumbledore? So it probably could have been for Dumbledore. Um, so it's just like, they're just, they're they're speculating at this point. And they don't have any real answers. Um, but then Hermione says that the Poisoner didn't know Slughorn very well. Anyone who knew Slughorn would have known there's a good chance he'd keep something that tasty for himself. Hermione has and like, then, clocked Slughorn. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. Why is she not the chosen one? Because um, we can't have nice things. It's true, but also, yeah. You know, why true. do we not 
treat Nicki Minaj in the same reverence that we treat Harriet Tubman. Ooh, Why, please, we'll never know. Please, let's not. Let's we not. won't know these <laughs> Why not? Yikes. Um, Gotta ask Hermione. So, so Ron croaks Hermione's name um, unexpectedly, not in front of Lavender. And so this is, so, so we, so, hmm. This is kind of the chapter that I realized. So like the, what scene is that? Okay, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. But I have things about about Lavender that I want to discuss, but not yet. Um, how she's ill-treated. And both yeah, but how she's ill-treated, but also how, like, in the movies, how she's portrayed and how it kind of bleeds into your reading of her in the books if you're not paying attention. Ooh. But we'll, we'll get there. Um, so Hagrid comes. Um, he's like, Aragog's worse. I've been uh, reading to him, which... I mean, maybe read the room, Hagrid. <laughs> well, well, he he's just he's just saying where, what he's been doing. But also, I'm just like maybe spiders like to be read to when they're sick. I guess I don't. I mean, I guess I he's known it. Hagrid's known Aragog for fifty years. So who Hagrid knows also than we do. thought that it was a good idea to send Ron and Harry into the forest to talk with Aragog, and Aragog was like, "Well, nice talking to that. you. I'm gonna let my children eat you now." That did happen. Good job. But, yeah, that's not wrong. Um, so Hagrid was like, Professor Sprout told him about Ron when he came back from the Forbidden Forest um, and asked, how is he? So it's one of the things that it is nice to see is, um, like, Ron is loved, right? Like, we see he has all these um, insecurities and, like, he's from a big family and all these things are valid, but also, like, when things go down, it's not just... Harry's sick and everybody's crowding around him. It's Ron's sick and everybody's worried about him and, you know, want to make sure he's okay. And, like, obviously he's unconscious at this point, so we can't see it, but I mean, and I will say this until I'm blue in the face. Ron is a lovable character. I love Ron. He's a, like, likable dude who has some issues that he needs to handle, but he's also 17. Mm -hmm. So, you know, name me a 17-year-old that's not trash. In some level, I don't think you can. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um. So, oh, also, just again back to lavender. No one called her to let her know that her boyfriend had been poisoned and is in the hospital wing. Is that possibly because you don't like her like that? And they have not done. They don't have an actual. That's possible, but also Harry and. Maybe not Hermione, but Harry at least. Maybe Jenny should tell her. Whether they, whatever their feelings are about Lavender, I just she think, obviously cares about him. Yes, but she I, should. She should at least be notified. Yes, but I also feel like they don't have, in the eyes of his friends, they don't really have a natural relationship. Like the people in that true. room, like. I are mean, not obviously, hearing, like they're I mean, not they thinking about been, her. They just spent like, like all of Christmas together, and and Ron is not talking about Lavender like that. Like she's not in, like included in. His I mean, life I think that's life. true. I don't know. I don't. But know. I think I think, but I think that that's still his girlfriend, right? Like they go together, and I think that like so maybe Harry and Jenny, maybe not because you know their best friend, their brother just got poisoned, and so that they're thinking about him in that moment. But at, like somebody, a teacher. Has seen, there, you can't tell me not one teacher hasn't seen them snogging in the halls. It's Everybody cool. know Ron and Lavender go together because they make it known. 
So somebody could have let her know, hey, by the way, yeah, I'm just thinking about hurt. my brother and like some of the girls that he would date, and like if something happened, like I'm not thinking about that. Like I don't even have the energy. Yeah, to so that's why that's why I'm like that's why I'm backtracking slightly. Yeah. Like not about not maybe maybe not Harry and Jenny just because they're close to the thing, but I feel like someone should have told her, or even like after this, maybe Lavender doesn't have to be here right. in that moment, but afterwards when just they know like, that he's hey, okay and like right once the once down, the like. Once all that, off. once they find out things are cool, like then go tell her. By the way, I could see it. Ron's in the hospital. He's fine, but you should go check on your boy. That's valid. So Haggard's like, who would want to hurt him? Um, and Harry's like, that's just what we're discussing. And Haggard's like, someone couldn't have a grudge against the Griffin Gore Quidditch team, could they? First, Katie, now Ron. Um, I can't see anyone trying to bump off a Quidditch team. Said George. Wood might have done the Slytherins if he could get away with it. Said Fred. Like. <laughs> Oh, Wood. I miss I miss those times. Him and Percy. You acting you, a fool. Wait, you you miss those times. Well, I mean, I didn't have to be there. That's I just had true. to read about it. That's true. From a distance. entertaining from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Hermione said, "I do think there's a connection between the attacks. They bought. They both ought to be fatal and weren't, though. That was pure luck." Neither the poison nor the necklace seems to have reached the person who was supposed to be killed. Um, that makes this person very dangerous because they don't seem to care how many people they finish off before they actually reach their victim. Um, I want to point out, since it's a spoiler heavy, that we do know that it's Draco who is doing these things and it's in the moments where he's really desperate. Um, like he he's, has this particular plan, but when he's like, this isn't going to work, I'm freaking out, I'm going to fail. And he's like, okay, I'll just do some other thing. And because it's not as planned out, it does not go well. And also, I do also want to point out that it seemed to happen. I feel like now it seems like it's take, like he said in the last um, chapter that it was, he said, he said in the last chapter that it was taking longer than he thought, but um, the poison, or sorry, the necklace was in like October and then the, when he actually gave or got the bottle to Slughorn was in December. So it seems like by this point, he at least is in some kind of groove. It just happens that the poison kind of manifested later in the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry, but yes. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying that it seems like when he first started with his mission, that was when he had the most issues. Like, Yes. The poison was given in December as an attempt to kill Dumbledore, not in March. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Mr. and Mrs. Weasley enter. Uh, Mrs. Weasley hugs Harry and says, Dumbledore has told, you, told us how you saved him with the Bezor. Um, you saved Ginny, you saved, saved Arthur, and now you've saved Ron. And Harry's like, uh, stop, let's not talk about this. This is uncomfortable. Um, Mr. Weasley's like, half our family does seem to owe you their lives. Now I stop to think about it. It's like, bro... But also he owes half your family his life because otherwise he'd still be at the Weasleys. I mean, the, the Dursleys. Dursleys. Hungry. True. Underfed. True. Give and take. Um, and, uh, Arthur's like, it was a lucky day for the Weasleys and Ron decided to sit in your compartment on Hogwarts Express. It's just too many. It's just a lot of. Also, feels. Ron didn't decide to sit there. Didn't Harry sit there? Ron no, Ron did. But also, Ron knew that was Harry Potter because they were talking about yeah. it on the side of the train. He was scheming. Mm-hmm. 
It was just lucky they, they both ended up not having any chill and getting along. That's what was lucky. That they both dumb. And Hermione done saved both their asses, so Harry was able to be alive to save Ron's ass. So really, it's Harry. It's Hermione's. Hermione saved him. Hermione's win. It's always um, Hermione's win. <laughs> so Harry, Hermione, and Hagrid leave Ron with his family. Um, and Hagrid's like, it's terrible. All this new security and kids are still getting hurt. Because remember, kids get hurt all the time at Hogwarts. Um, the most extreme being the Chamber of Secrets being open. Um, um, that's Hagrid not says, the most extreme Diana. So far? In, a lot, in the years that Harry's died. Been, Oh, that's true. Cedric Diggory got murked. He did get murked. I was thinking more like all year. Sorry, my bad. I was thinking more like over the course of a year. I, okay. But but yes, you're right. Cedric did die. Although that wasn't technically on Hogwarts grounds. But Girl. Yes. I'm just saying. But it was might as well have been. I'm only saying. I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just saying. He that. wouldn't have been there. He thought he was going to be at Hogwarts grounds. Anyway. The, okay. The boy died on. and um, then time changed and he became a Death Eater. And then. Nope, that didn't happen. We're moving on. <laughs> he doesn't know who sent that. Or so Dumbledore doesn't know who sent the necklace nor put the poison in that wine or they would have been caught. But he does know. So that's awkward. <sighs> um, how long can Hogwarts stay open if kids are being attacked? It's the Chamber Secrets all over again. Except. I think what's different about this in the Chamber of Secrets is like, if they, first of all, they didn't tell anybody. So there's that. Parents didn't come to pick up their kids. Um, but also, like, if they had left Hogwarts and gone home, they would be safer. Versus, like, if they had gone home now, it would probably be the same, like, probability of being attacked, you know? Given um, that Voldemort is at large at this point. Yeah, like I mean, it's more like nowhere is safe in this situation right. versus right in Chambers because at least your home was relatively because it was not actual Voldemort. I mean, it was Voldemort, but it, it was, was like, but it was like internal to Hogwarts. Yeah, he he wasn't moving around. Yeah, I mean, that was like a panel that I really wish I could have saw. The there's no place safer than Hogwarts. Were you on that panel? You mm-hmm. were. Because, like, really, I feel like at this time period, Disneyland is safer, for sure. Because you can't go anywhere in Disneyland without being on camera. And they're just not going to let, like, mass murderers and Nazis, like, run around Disneyland. They will at least put them in the Disney jail. Backstage. <laughs> so, that's one place that I think is for sure safer than Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Albania seems to be safe. Like, it feels like they had a dark time for about 11 years, and then, you know, that seems like a good place to go. It's something. Haggard says the Board of Governors will be talking about shutting ha- uh, Hogwarts up for good. I feel like Hogwarts is always... Um, On the verge of the shutdown? Yeah, but it's also the best school in the... In the well, besides in the world. Um... <laughs> You know, they're neck and neck, is what I hear. I I also feel like it's really funny, because, like, the Board of Governors, at this point, like, if they were going to shut down Hogwarts, they would have done it by now. 
And Voldemort is back. So, are they really? I love that we're still talking about Chris Child in the chat. I did that. Yeah. Either yeah, way. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> why did you do that? Um, I think it's important to remember how trash that is. Part of me is like, do we when we finish? Because, I mean, we've already talked about ideas no. and things that we want to do no. after we finish the books. But do we want to go through and read The Cursed Child? I mean, kind of, but no. <laughs> kind of? <laughs> like, low-key? I feel like it only take, like, four... Ch- how many acts are there? Four. Uh, yeah, we but might we have to do, do it. You can do it by act. There's no way. Well, you could do, we could do like half. Yeah, <laughs> says we have to be drunk. Dilly <laughs> says drunk curse child episodes. That I, know, I would go that for. That might be fun, but like, we, yeah, we might have to do it at the end when we finish Deathly Hallows. I just think it's important to bring up, like, because it makes no sense. Like, do you see, like, when, no. I, when I bring it up, like, when you're like, I'm like, Cedric died, and you're it. like, I forgot. Me neither. And I'm like, what do you mean you forgot? He became a Death Eater. And it all I didn't forget. Line. I just, I didn't forget, forget. I just like, it was in a part of my brain that I don't visit very often. <laughs> like. <laughs> right? But like, I just feel like sometimes it's really important to bring that shit back up and be like, we, like, I, I took a loan out to go see that. Yeah. I mean. Well, to do other things. Yeah. The, the, the trip was tour, very fun. The studio tour was lit. Go back to episodes between 49 and 50. The two between them. They're good ones. Gallivant around London. Me alone. Yeah. Oh, Portia says it would be funny if you rehashed the play drunk. Yeah. I feel like I would just, like, go back to that time in that seat. And, like, y'all know, like, theaters are small. The seats are small. We were real close together. And it's, and it's we're in a British theater. Okay, we shouldn't talk about this right now. But... Yeah. I do think we, maybe we should do that. I just, you know. Next year in, Never like, forget. September or so. People are still going to see that job, too. That's the funny part. I mean, you know, I I, I understand. You do? Yeah, because it's pretty. It is very pretty. That's true. You should go see it if you can, and it's not going to, like, be a, a hassle. Yeah. Like, if it's going to be a hassle, don't do it. But if it's not going to. Yeah, I think we should do it. I think we should do it. After the epilogue and after we watch the movie, check us out. Fall of uh, 2019. And then, yeah, then we'll find out, figure out something else to do after that. Let's, let's, let's keep going. Um, so Hagrid says, it's always been a bit of a risk sending kids to Hogwarts. You expect accidents with hundreds of underage wizards all locked up together, but attempted murder, that's different. Um, but also, again, it's so interesting to me that, like, Hogwarts is the safest place, but you also expect a bit of, you expect danger and risk going there because, so just, I don't know. It's a lot like when schools, like, outside of America, you think about them, like, you're, they're a place for, like, exploration and things like that. But, like, because they're a place for exploration and being inventive and stuff, like, there's also the sense of, like, no one's going to, like, come in and and mess up that balance, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's also, like, a sanctuary type of thing. I was going to say kind of like a church, but also not in America. Um... So, like, why, you know what I mean? So, it is safe. It's safe from, like, outside forces. 
and it has to be so that people inside can feel safe enough to take risk and take ch- and do challenges and experiment mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But um yeah. Schools usually play that role. That's true. Um, okay. So then uh Harvard says no wonder it's no wonder that Dumbledore is so angry with and he stops, but ha- but Harry, you know, he keeps his head on a swivel. <laughs> um, he said, what? Dumbledore is angry with Snape? Tell me more. Well, um, let me tell you all about it, boy wonder. And Hagrid's like, I shouldn't be talking about this. I didn't say that. What do you mean? Who? Who's angry with who? Never heard of her. Um, and then Harry's like, why is Dumbledore angry with Snape, Hagrid? And Hagrid's like, bro, I'm a teacher. You want me to lose my job? Like, let's come on. And then and then he tries to guilt trip talking about, I don't suppose you care, would you? Now that you've given up care of magical creatures. <laughs> and Harry's like, bro, just tell me what happened. Um, and Hagrid's like, I shouldn't have heard it at all. I was coming out of the forest and I heard them arguing. Didn't like to draw attention to myself. So I sort of skulked and tried not to listen. But it was a heated discussion, and it wasn't easy to block out. I just heard Snape saying Dumbledore took too much for granted, and maybe he, Snape, didn't want to do it anymore. Aha. Um, And then Hagrid says he doesn't know what, but it sounded like Snape was feeling a bit overworked. Um, And anyway, Dumbledore told him flat out that he'd agreed to do it, and it was all, and that's all there was to it. So it... Yeah, it, I mean, basically what's happening is Snape at this moment is, like, not trying to kill Dumbledore at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you take for granted that people will just do things for you and will want to do those things. And Dumbledore's like, well, you know, we agreed, and so that's what it is, so tough luck. Oh, well. That is, like, such a baller move, though, in, like, a certain, in, like, one sense of, like, well, you promised. Deal with it. Did they Unbreakable Vow that shit? No, I don't think so. Like, I think he just did it because it's Dumbledore, right? Like, I, honestly, I, but, which I think is like it's also like I mean, I said that I would watch, like I said I would babysit, but then I got tickets to Beyonce and shit changed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what you mean? Well, you know, it's like to I get this is like the weird spot where I'm like, I mean, Snake kind of does have a point. Like, you can't just be on some. Um, ask, I asked you to do this. You said you'd do it. So what's the problem? Like, mm-hmm. you know, especially now because he has an unbreakable vow. Although I guess like he has the unbreakable vow with um, Narcissa. With Narcissa. Yeah. So, and he only did it because Dumbledore had already ordered him to do it anyway. So right. it was like, it's not a big deal. Um, Amani says, oh, look at this. Dumbledore forcing people to literally split their souls out of a forced loyalty to him. Although, I will say, are we going to act like this is the first time Snape's soul got split? Got split? Also, like I'm on Snape's side. Who? That was hard to say. Right? Um, in this particular it's instance. It's really hard. But also, we can't act like Snape got a... a uh, intact soul. Intact soul. That's just when not... He came, when he came true. out, we met the dude. He was like, I mean, kill the boy and a daddy. I mean, my man's went to Voldemort like, you can kill the boy and, and, and James, and then I can have Lily. Like, 
E that had to be soul splitting. I just you can't tell me otherwise. Also, I, he didn't have to put it nowhere. It's still it's still in his body, right? Like it's still they right. inter co mingling together. You don't got no horcruxes, and, right? Because you can like you can, but you can it's still heal split. a split soul. But I also you can't you tell can me heal it with remorse. And right. Snape is not remorseful, remorseful for James's death, so I think his soul is still you know yeah. But I also think like you can hurt you can kill someone and not have a split soul. Like I don't think that him killing Dumbledore in this fashion would split his soul. I think there's a moment, a I moment think, of, where where Snape asked Dumbledore if he would risk his soul. But I think we don't we won't see that till the prince's tale, where like Snape asks Dumbledore, or like, oh you would risk he, well Dumbledore says, I don't want to risk Malfoy's soul. But you and then Snape's mine. like, oh but you'll risk mine. And he was like, uh, sorry, I have to He was to like, homeboy, you know your soul is gone. Hey Yeah. Honestly, we should probably just because it's spoiler heavy. Right, let's just do it. We can actually just read Oh, uh, why do I have this marked? Because you are you are an evil person, just like JK Rowling. Why do I have the Prince's Tale marked? Because writers actually, are fucked up. That's why. No, that's not why. It's hey. because we when we did the Marauders episode, I think. Nah. I think that's why. I mean, that was like two years ago, but I haven't picked this book up since then, so it has to be why. Uh, momentarily. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay, cool. I love going back to the text. This is great. I'm excited about this. Nerd. All right. So this is in The Prince's Tale, so chapter 33, which I hate that it's chapter 33 because that's my favorite number, and, like, this is some bullshit. Anyway, um, so this is... I'm not going to read the entire thing. Yes, she is. But the... No, I'm not, because the memory is from pages 680 to 683. Yeah, 683. Um, But I'm going to start on 682. But basically, this is after... This is is the conversation that happens right after um, Dumbledore gets his hand cursed from putting on the ring and Snape like slows the curse. And so they're talking because, you know, Dumbledore at this point only now has a year left to live. Um, and then, so then Dumbledore or so, sorry. So then Snape kind of tells Dumbledore, or actually, no, no, no. So then Dumbledore is like, tells Snape like, yeah, I know that Voldemort wants to have Malfoy murder me. Which how does he um, know that? That's boss too. Or wait, yeah, it's just, it's interesting that he knows that, but Snape didn't tell him. But okay, he you know he got spies in different area codes. It's cool. Um, so so Dumbledore says, in short, the boy has had a death sentence. Uh, this is on six eighty two. Pronounced upon him as surely as I have. Now I should have thought the natural successor to the job once Draco fails is yourself. Um, Lord Voldemort foresees a moment in the near future where he will not need a spy at Hogwarts. And Snape is like, yeah, he believes the school will be in his grasp grasp soon. Um, And then Dumbledore says, I have your word that you would do all in your power to protect the students of Hogwarts. Snape gave a a stiff nod. Good. A stiff nod because he ain't been doing that shit for however long. And he also doesn't care about the kids, but he'll do it because Dumbledore asked him to. Um, and Dumbledore said, good, now then your first priority will be to discover what Draco is up to. A frightened teenage boy is a danger to others as well as to himself. Offer to help and guide, offer him help and guidance. He ought to accept, he, um, he ought to accept he likes you. I am far, I'm less, sorry, I'm concerned less for myself than for accidental victims of whatever schemes might occur to the boy. Ultimately, of course, there is only one thing to be done if we were to save him from Lord Voldemort's wrath and Snape is like, are you intending to let him kill you? And Dumbledore says, certainly not. You must kill me. Um, Snape goes, would you like to? Would you like me to do it now, or would you like to take a few moments to compose an epitaph? 
because he can never not be sarcastic. Um, oh, not quite yet, said Dumbledore. I dare say the moment will present itself in due course. Given what has happened tonight, we can be sure that it will happen within a year. Um, if you don't mind dying, why not let Draco do it? That boy's soul is not yet so damaged. I would not have it ripped apart on my account. And my soul, Dumbledore, mine, you alone know whether it will harm your soul to help an old man avoid pain and humiliation. I ask this one great favor of you, Severus, because death is coming for me as surely as the Chudley Cannons will finish bottom of this year's league. Ooh, sound like an I confess, fan. <laughs> I confess I should prefer a quick, painless exit to the protracted, messy affair. Um, it would be if, for instance, Greyback is involved or Dale, Be- or Dale Bellatrix. So we can, we can um, I don't know that we have to fully discuss, because obviously this is chapter 33. We don't have to talk about this for another year, but like the full scope of oh what God, that means a for a year. But, oh wait, shit. Oh, we get the, oh, we're going to read the next passage too because it's oh, what actually, the con- it's what the actual conversation in the forest I told you she was going to that read Hagrid overheard had. Chapter. We all know the whole different chapter. Uh, um, so, but anyway, we were talking about the soul splitting. Um, it really is up to, like the way that, I think part of it is Ouch. the way Dumbledore frames it um, is as like, helping guide this poor old man into his like long slumber or whatever um as opposed to like murder and yeah. i think because of the way that it's because it's not like i'm killing you out of malice or i'm killing you out of like greed or you know like any kind of angry feeling it's really because like he told me to um again snape knows best if it if it'll actually affect him in the way in that way i also just love the idea that snape has a soul to, um, I don't know, protect. But I do, okay, so this is the thing, though. I think that this is also one of those, like, small commentaries on um, assisted suicide and, um, mm-hmm. and uh, what do they call it? What do they call assisted suicide? Um, dignified death or something like that? Mm. When you... There are a lot of places, and I'm not sure if the UK is one of them, but I, I know that, like, there is, like, I think it's it's somewhere in the Scandinavias, and because um, I read this one book called Me Without You, um, it was about that. One second. It's funny, because I was going to say that one fanfic called The Survivor, but... <laughs> no, this is a different book altogether. One, give yeah. me one moment, please. I read this book called uh, Me Against You, and it was about... Um, a guy who basically wants to go wherever you go to die and it's like legal and they can do the thing but made a deal with mm-hmm. his parents like have to wait a year and then he falls in love and you think oh he's gonna want to live and he's like nah man spoiler heavy podcast for a different book um, I just realized that I did that I'm sorry they, it's, it's been made into a movie it's fine it's fine um but I think that this is, like, J.K. Rowling's, like, thing. And I don't know when exactly, but I remember it being, like, a big political conversation in the U.K. Like, it was, it's been a couple of times here. Like, we have, you know, like, our state-level politics. Because I think in Oregon, they passed something. Or Washington. One of them really white states on the West, uh, in the Northwest, passed something. Um, and then, you know, we had like Dr. Kevorkian and all that stuff, but if you believe in, um, 
assisted suicide and like a dignified death, right? Because like, is it better to go out on your own terms? Is it, is like making someone suffer when you have the means to end their suffering, even because you know that like, you do not have the means to heal them. Like there's no, there's an inevitable, inevitably they're going to die. Right. So it's like, do you make them go through all of that suffering? Um, because death offends us in some, you know, in a way, or do you give them the benefit of choosing how they, how they leave the world? You know what I mean? Without pain, without like Dumbledore says, without embarrassment, um, or like unnecessary because it's true like if and I guess we could basically say when Draco fails someone else is going to be tasked to doing that they don't know that um Voldemort, or Dumbledore has been cursed right so there's obviously a contingency plan in which someone else is going to have to be the person to kill Dumbledore and the other options that he at least the ones that he names do not seem <laughs> like good options. And he knows that like, were he at a hundred percent and he wasn't going to die from this curse anyway, like he would take those, like he'd take those odds, but because he's not, there's a good chance that like a Greyback or a Bellatrix Lestrange could kill him um, in his like lessened state. So it makes sense in his brain to like his one goal is to make sure that Voldemort is defeated and if his if he can die in a way that furthers that goal then that is worth it and therefore whoever kills him on those terms their soul is not going to split right I get that but um, also, okay. he so, chose Snape, whose the, soul is already split, and he was already beyond reproach, so who cares? The moot point. <laughs> so, we're gonna, I'm gonna read the actual conversation that happened in the um, forest that Hagrid sort of overheard, but not really. Um, so, they're in the forest, and Snape asks, what are you doing with Potter all these evenings? You're closeted together. Um, Dumbledore asks, why? You aren't trying to give him more detention, Severus. The boy will soon have to spend more time in detention than out. He is his father all over again, in looks perhaps, but his deepest nature is much more like his mother's. I spend time with Harry because I have things to discuss with him, information I must give him before it is too late. Information, repeated Snape, you trust him, you do not trust me. It is not a question of trust. I have, as we both know, limited time. It is essential that I give the boy enough information for him to do what he needs to do. And why may I not have the same information? So again, it's about Dumbledore compartmentalizing and not keeping all the information with one person, which is smart, but also like, the way that he does it is not very considerate. Um, but also, like, to have, you just um, insulted the boy. It's true. So, why? So I could give you more leverage to torture him with? Like, no. But also, like, Snape, even though Snape is a good Aquamans, like, he shouldn't know that Voldemort, even though Snape is a good Aquamans, he shouldn't know that Dumbledore knows that Voldemort has Horcruxes. Like, just in case, you know? Like, it probably isn't a good idea, just general, like, knowing his position. Like, most, like, Snape is mostly fine, and he's a good, but it's like, just in case, that's, like, a really important piece of information that Voldemort should not know that Dumbledore has and is telling Harry. Right, and I think that there's, like, this other thing that um, Snape and 
Dumbledore. Like, I, it's just like, maybe it's just, it's a white male thing. Like, that they all overestimate their own strengths, I guess. So, like, Snape you, is a good legilimens, but, like, that doesn't mean that he is going to be able to best Voldemort all the time. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that some things are not getting through. And mm-hmm. be, But because he's so compromised in a lot of ways, like, the things that do kind of get through, in which, like, he's going to order meetings or whatever, like, he's supposed to be doing that anyway. Um... So it's easy to like muddy those waters, you know what I mean? Like Voldemort yeah. can still be kind of side eyeing him, but like also like I did tell him to go do those things. Right. So is what I'm seeing, like just his like rehashing of what happened in those meetings, or is what I'm seeing him like actually trying to help the order, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like that stuff is like it's already murky, so that's like an acceptable risk. But then if you start telling him all this stuff beyond what he should know about the order, then that is where like Voldemort can get, um, can, can glean like, oh, Severus is not my spy, he's Dumbledore's spy. Mm -hmm. And so that is like really important to. Yeah. Um, It's it's important for him to compartmentalize those things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and this is kind of what Dumbledore says, says, I prefer not to put all of my secrets in one basket, particularly not a basket that spends so much time dangling on the arm of Lord Voldemort, which I do on your orders, and you do it extremely well. Do not think that I underestimate the constant danger you are, in which you place yourself, Severus, to give Voldemort what appears to be valuable, valuable information while withholding the essentials. It's a job I would entrust to nobody but you. Yet you confide much more in a boy who is incapable of occlumency, whose magic is mediocre, and Why is he a direct connection... I mean, this is not a wrong thing to say because all these things, why is not Hermione, why is Hermione not the chosen one to be like, for real? But that's not what this is about right now. Um, I'm just saying, like, I mean, Harry Harry is also why he's not good at occlumency, but also, like, he could have tried a harder. Yeah. Like, he could have just swallowed his ego and not let himself get baited by a stupid arrogant 14 year old boy so then uh, sorry Dumbledore says um Voldemort fears that connection not so long ago he had one small taste of what truly sharing Harry's mind means to him it was a pain he has never experienced he will not try to possess Harry again I am sure of it not in that way um Voldemort's soul maimed as it was cannot bear to close contact with a soul like Harry's like a tongue on frozen steel like flesh to flame souls we are speaking of minds in the case of Harry and Lord Voldemort, to speak of one is to speak of the other. After you have killed me, Severus, said Dumbledore, you refuse to tell me in everything, yet you expect that small service of me. You take a great deal for granted, Dumbledore. Perhaps I have changed my mind. So that's where uh, Hagrid kind of heard it. Um, uh, or kind of walked in. Um, you gave me your word, Severus, and while we are talking about services you owe me, I thought you agreed to keep a close eye on our young Slytherin friend. Um, Snape looked angry and mutinous Dumbledore side um, and then Dumbledore's like fine whatever I'll tell you what you want to know and then we don't have to read the rest right now but um, Snape is a punk yeah that's a bad word I, mean, I apologize for using that word um, in that manner 
He's the worst. He's the worst. I'm trying to find a better. But don't like the connotation of punk. Yeah, no. Sure. Um, and there is a better word. I just don't know what it is right now. But that word is what he is. Mm-hmm. Basura. Yeah. He's, yeah. Leave it. Garbage. Um, so, so yeah. So, Hagrid overhears, he overheard, like, the last bit of their argument. Um, so about Snape making investigations into Slytherin, and then Hagrid, like, excuses that by saying that all the heads of houses have been asked to look into their house, into their, um, into, like, their students, although we know from the passage I just read from the Deathly Hollows that Harry, that Dumbledore was asking him about, specifically about Draco. So, so Harry, of course, because, like, he's on his conspiracy theory tip, um, Hagrid's like, I know what you're like about Snape, and I don't want you to read more into it than there is, even though there is something to read into it. But um, what there is to read into it is none of his goddamn business. Exactly. At least at this moment in time. Um, so then Filch comes out being disrespectful, talking about you'll be in detention because you're out late. And Hagrid's like, but I'm a professor, though. And then Filch is like, what does that have to do with anything? And then Hagrid calls him a squib. And then they Ooh! argue. Yeah, it, was, it got. But also, like, I feel like it was kind of prejudice on both sides. Like, oh. Filch was like, "What does that got to do with anything?" Because Hagrid's a half giant and he's Hagrid. And then also, yeah. like, Hagrid went straight for the slur. So there's that as well. Although I guess squib isn't a slur; it just is like the way that you say it. Yep. Like so, like squib as oh. as its own word is not a slur because it also is a descriptor. But then, the way that Hagrid said it was definitely disrespectful. And in front of a student. It was just- and in front of students. Yeah. It didn't so, Hag- or, so Harry and Hermione both hurry off and then Peeves starts running in the direction of the, um, in the direction of Filch and Hagrid talking about when there's strife and when there's trouble, call on Peevesy and he'll make double. So it's a good thing Harry and Hermione got out of there. I just like um, love, um, Oh, Delia brings up a good point. Is it because Filch is bitter because he's a squib and wishes he could have been promoted to teacher? Because Filch and Hagrid have the same amount of magical education. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, well, Hagrid has more. Yes, but Hagrid is allowed to do magic and was on the same level in the hierarchy as Filch before his transfer. But isn't Hagrid allowed to do magic now because he? He is. Um, he just doesn't have a wand, a new wand, like a fixed wand, and didn't get the rest of his education. He's missing like five years of education. Didn't take OWL or about a new. How beautiful that Tumblr is of like Harry dropping Hagrid off. Oh yeah, that Diagon Alley and yeah, stuff. With yeah, a, with an owl, and he's going to school. I guess he should go to school and not be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. God, the AU mm-hmm. are so much better. <laughs> Um, so Harry, I mean, sorry, Hermione goes to bed, but Harry stays up because, you know, his, um, he can't stop obsessing. So Dumbledore had argued with Snape. Um, he did not think Snape had tried hard enough to investigate the Slytherins or perhaps to investigate a single Slytherin. Now, boy. Which is true. But also, how do you always bring it back to Malfoy, bro? Like, can you just take a chill pill? Duh. It has to be what it is. Like, this is, so, Duh. and I've said this multiple times in this book, and and before, and about this book, just generally, but this is some, like, Ned Stark bullshit, oh, and I'm not it. here for it. 
like this is just I we're we're hurtling towards Sectum Sempra and I am like really upset about it. Yeah. And so I'm just like, dude, please just turn back now. Um so then Harry's like, did was this because Dumbledore didn't want Harry to do anything foolish to take matters into his own hands, that he had pretended there was nothing in Harry's suspicions? That seemed likely. Then he said Dumbledore didn't want to distract Harry from their lessons or from procuring the memory from Slughorn. So these are all things that should have reminded him or told him maybe I should do what Dumbledore wants me to do and not continue on in being obsessed about Malfoy and Snape. But he doesn't do that. Also, I do want to point out, because this is going to come up in the next episode, remember that he thought about doing Slughorn's homework the night that Ron was attacked. Just remember that. That he did think about that he did he that he did remember that he that's a thing he was supposed to be doing. Yep. I'll just leave it there. Um but he doesn't but again, he has this and he doesn't switch gears to think about like maybe I should leave Malfoy alone, maybe I should figure out some strategy with Hermione tomorrow. So he gets distracted or or interrupted, his thoughts get interrupted by uh McWagon, who's like, There you are, Potter. Um I was waiting for you to come back. Must have fallen asleep. Look, I saw that them taking Weasley up to the hospital wing. Did you, didn't look like he'll, he'll be fit for next week's match. Oh like, my God. All the dudes in this, in this, in this chapter are trash. Garbage. Trash. Because like, he, he just, he, he was poisoned. But like, it just happened. And it's the middle of the night. You couldn't wait until the morning? Like, you couldn't wait. And he, and like, and Harry, again, because this is his best friend, he doesn't even know what McLagan's talking about initially. Right! He's like, the what? And he's like, oh, right, Quidditch. But like, his best friend got poisoned, and you like, oh, so I guess he can't be keeper at the next Quidditch match. The day he got poisoned, bro? Word. It was very. You were se- you were seventeen, eighteen years old. It, I need you to have a little bit more cooth. It was very important. Cooth in the wizarding world. Apparently not. You were. Um, you, I, well, then I'll be playing keeper, won't I? Huh? I said it was. It's. It's admirable that you thought it could even exist. Yeah, you're right. Um. Well, then I'll be playing keeper, won't I? Said McWagon. Yeah, said Harry. I suppose so. Excellent. So when's practice? And so Harry tells him practices, and he's like, "Listen, Potter, we should have a talk beforehand. I've got some ideas on strategy. You might find oh useful." Oh my how about, god! How about you coming off the bench, bro? How about calm the fuck down? But it's also like another reason why it's really dumb that like they don't have people like practicing. Like McLagan could be practicing with him and be annoying, and so it's like, yeah, you're That's just good. coming off the bench, but you know our plan. You don't gotta keep. You don't gotta catch up last minute. This is how I'm like. You didn't think this Quidditch thing all the way through, though, Joe. You know, because this is just like a very simple. Okay, you're a substitute, but we have a plan. Yeah, says but that, but then really also like sort out his priorities, which is the truth. Truly, honestly, truly. But, um. So Harry's like, sure, I'll heal him tomorrow. I'm pretty tired. See ya. Um, so then the news that Ron had been poisoned spread quickly the next day, but did not cause the sensation that Katie's attack had done because a lot of people thought it might have been an accident. Um, <laughs> Gryffindors are much 
uh, were generally much uh, more interested in the upcoming Quidditch match against Hufflepuff um, because they wanted to see Zacharias Smith punished soundly for his commentary during um, their match to Slytherin. Wait, so Zacharias Smith is on the Hufflepuff team? Yeah. That just seems like a complicated thing. If you don't get away from my bloody foot. It does, except for he's not really, like, he doesn't really get to do much. Like, he doesn't get to determine the score. He's just commentating on it. So, like, I know, but it's also he was like, trash at it. But it's the same with Lee. Like, having anyone who was in a house commentate or just, like... But Lee wasn't on the team. No, but he still had so, pref- He still had bias. Right, but, like... There's this, um, yes, and there's, like, the power of media, as we've seen. Yeah. It's Quidditch, so whatever, but it's... Yeah, I think if it was, like, in a in a larger stage, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It's fine. He can't commentate this one, and it's for the best. Um... Yeah. Um, because we'll get to talk about your favorite Luna soon. Oh. <laughs> um, so the Harry... one that this one wishes but could never. <laughs> I need to change her name. It, it, oh it just feels like an insult to my girl every single Don't day. Don't do it. It's not. Um, so Harry had never been less interested in Quidditch. And not because he needed to find Slughorn's memory, but because he was becoming rapidly um, obsessed with Draco Malfoy. Yeah. He sometimes made right. detours. He sometimes made detours to wherever Malfoy happened to be. Yeah. Because you know what you didn't mention, what we failed to mention, is that Malfoy is also tall. He is tall. That is true. We do know that. And Harry. But I just can't. It's thirsty. Um, but then Harry didn't have a lot of time um, of to to fully think about Malfoy as much as he would like because he was being dogged by Cormac McLaggen and Lavender Brown. Um, he could not decide which was more annoying, but obviously it was McLaggen because um, who kept, kept who kept up a constant stream of hints that he would make a better permanent keeper for the team than Ron. Um, and it was also keen to criticize other players and, resi- and provide Harry with detailed training schemes so that more than once Harry was forced to remind him who was captain. Um, Lavender kept sidling up to Harry to discuss Ron um, at first, she had been very annoyed that no one had thought to tell her she was in the ho- or that Ron was in the hospital, yep. which is like, Valid. of course, of course she was. Um, but I think this is also going back. To, I wanted to talk about movie Lavender and the way that she was kind of portrayed as very like daft and airy and like I just want to kiss Ron and that's all I care about and I'm like some shallow girl or whatever and I'm running up into the. Um, What's it called? Into the hospital wing, like, here I am, Juan Juan. Here I am. Like, all that shit, right? Like, but here she's just genuinely concerned. And she's like, well, what what the hell, bro? Like, you're not going to tell me? So I think, but I think that that bleeds into how we read her in the books, even though it's not really there that she's that way. Yes. Um. So it's just, yeah. Um. And then she was having, she was keen to have a lot of in-depth, chats with him about Ron's feelings and to which Harry is like, why don't you go talk to your mans about this? Which is valid. Um, except so, and it's because, um, she had asked Harry precisely what Ron had said about her new dress robes or whether or not Harry thought that Ron considered his relationship with Lavender to be serious. Um, and Lavender's like, I would talk to him, but he's always asleep when I go to see him. Um, because, 
Ron, even post poisoning, has not learned the error of his ways um, and needs somebody and Lavender needs someone who's emotionally available and not just using her to get to someone else. Like, it's just ridiculous. And Harry is surprised, although he shouldn't be surprised, because he found Ron perfectly alert every time he went to the hospital wing. Um, and Lavender's like, is Hermione visiting him? And Harry's like, yeah, they're friends, aren't they? Um, but again, it's like Ron got poisoned and instead of thinking, maybe I should just generally be a better person and stop using people, he thought maybe I should just choose Hermione over Lavender and not ever actually break up with Lavender, but just like ignore her all the time. And it's just like, for what reason, sir? I, this like, is, just be better at communication. This is also, this is still a problem um, with Harry, in a way, which is like, bruh, she keeps coming to me because you don't want to man up. Well, he's going to say that. But also, next time. but he didn't know that. Effort like she he didn't know that Rod that she wasn't talking to Ron because Ron was being elusive. But also, but I'm saying he should say that, right? But he should also say, This is how you got into trouble with Hermione because you don't use your words. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, Hey Hermione, I heard about you and Victor possibly snogging two years ago. And that really hurt me and it hurt my feelings. And I'd like to talk about, you know, what our relationship is and, you know, where we're going. He decided to snog Lavender. And then instead of being like, hey, Lavender, I'm really sorry, but I seem to have developed feelings for someone else. And I thought that I could push them aside, but they will not go away. And that's not fair to you. This heart is where I truly live. <laughs> This oh, I love. But Harry. also, Harry would not coach Ron in that situation because one, he doesn't know how to do that, and two, he's too obsessed with Malfoy. Would it be? This is literally like if you had asked me to coach you in like a dating thing, or if I had asked you, how do I talk to boys, Bayana? How do I talk to why, girls? Why would you want to? Why would you want to talk to anyone? It's a very valid point. Thank you. This, this has really helped me. Be the light in the air of my ways. <laughs> but keep doing what I'm doing. Which is yelling at my dumb dog. Live your live your best life. Bless up. And watching um, rewatching so, Star Trek Next Generation. Sounds like a life. Yeah. Um, so so um Harry says, Well, Harry Hermione and Ron are friends, aren't they? And Lavender says, friends, don't make me laugh. She didn't talk to him for weeks after he started going out with me, but I suppose she wants to make up with him now. Um, Sorry, now that he's all interesting. Which is like, yikes. But also, I think that it shows that Lavender wanted him when he wasn't, in quotes, interesting. Right. Because she genuinely likes Ron. And also did not realize that Hermione and Ron liked each other. And so in her head, she sees, she just sees Hermione treating him like shit because they're dating. And now all of a sudden, she want to be all upon him. Right. So put two and two together. But it's also another like rage filled thing, which we won't get to. But like, Lavender and Hermione live together. So they this together. level of misunderstanding and like, like I could see it happening because I've literally lived with people and never spoken to them. Um, 
because I am who I am. But I can under I can so I can kind of see it happening. Like you have, especially it's like a dorm room of five, maybe four girls. So like, and and lavender has poverty, and so they don't need anyone else. But it just seems very far fetched. Mm-hmm. That and poverty seems to like understand what Hermione's doing. So she's not bridging the gap. Like, that's not how girls work at all. Because mm-hmm. Hermione would definitely be like, so you know Ron, like, Hermione asked Ron out. And then he said yes. And then he started hooking up with you. So maybe you should be a little sensitive. And also, maybe we just turn this into Ron Weasley must die and then get back at him. Get revenge. I am Not like death die, but like John Tucker must die. Just embarrass him a lot. I'm down with that plan. Let's do that. Harvey Lavender and uh, Hermione get together. Love a corpus. Ronald Belius Weasley must walk die. away. High I've five never seen this movie, squid. but I did see the one with um, Cameron Diaz and oh, um, uh, uh, Man. Uh, the other woman. Yes, and it's like yep, the same premise, but for adults. And so that one's also funnier. But like John Tucker must dies. First. Still a classic. So. The first and for team. Ashanti's in it. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Way to go, Ashanti. That <laughs> and um, Bring It On, right? She was on a, she was in a Bring It On. No. Uh, no, that was Christina no, Milian. Yeah. You know how I know that? Because your sister is a terrorist. Not the little one, but oh, the I other know. little one. Um, yes, but I just, yeah. Delia also says, like, they've been living together for six years, and they don't know each other after six years. Like, it's just a, it's a plot hole. And they don't have to, like, know each other. Right. right? Like, Harry don't know Seamus like that. But, like, they still, like, it still hurt him when Seamus was like, I don't believe you about Voldemort. Right. Like, (laughs) Like, that shit still hurt his feelings. There's some, like, there's something happening. Yeah. Because I also, like, that whole scene where Hermione tells Parvati that she's taking Cormac to the slug club party like that shit was coordinated as fuck mm-hmm. like it read coordinated mm-hmm. so they're talking this is all a part of get Hermione some new friends but also slash more friends because like it just yeah. doesn't make sense yep moving um, on okay so then Harry's like uh gotta go gotta blast McWagon's coming to talk to me about Quidditch so I'm out um, and then the morning of the Quidditch match, uh, Harry drops by to see Ron, who was agitated because Madame Pomfrey wouldn't let him watch the match. Um, I would, I would literally turn this whole school around. Ain't nobody playing Quidditch. <laughs> like Umbridge had a, like she went about it dirt wrong, but she had a decent idea. Y'all <laughs> seem to have no sense. Nobody has sense. So, ever. What is sense? Shut this whole thing down. Madame Pomfrey and McGonagall are the only people who have sense in the entire school. And Hermione. That's it. They must, like, have tea time on Wednesdays where they just, like, that really like, become naps. Like, right. they're just did you <laughs> Did you know about, did you, oh, and girl, let me tell you about, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. They got to vent, drink some tea, and then nap to just mm-hmm. get, let it all out. All right, we got to do all this shit again on Monday? Yeah, I need a. I'm telling Dumbledore that I need a raise, and he gonna listen to me this time. <laughs> I've been asking for this damn raise twenty years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Cool. So Harry 
so Bron's asking about how McLagan is doing, and Harry's like, I still don't want to keep him, so don't worry about it. Um, you're right, Ariana. Flitwick, too. He could he could come to the tea party. Um, and then Harry adds, will you stop pretending to be asleep when Lavender comes to see you? She's driving me mad as well. And Ron's like, oh, yeah, all right. And Harry's like, if you don't want to go out with her anymore, just tell her. And Ron goes, it's not that easy, isn't it? Yeah. And then asks. It really is. And then is. immediately asks, Hermione going to look in before the match? Like, bro, please. Please. It is so that easy. It is. It really is. Like, it's not um, comfortable. Sure. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Life is not comfortable. You know what else is not comfortable? Me having to till, deal with your girlfriend because you're too scared to. Exactly. Or whatever the hell you are. Um, so Ron says, good luck, Hopi Hammer, McWatt, I mean, Smith, which honestly, same. Um, so then Harry is on his way to the Quidditch pitch when he sees Malfoy walking, um, accompanied by two girls, um, who, spoiler alert, are Crab and Goyle and Pot with Apologies Potion. Also, Um, like, I kind of, like, love that he makes them cross-dress. I don't know why. It just seems like a petty thing. But, like, also... Because it could also be anyone. Like, he, you could apologize anyone. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know. I don't know. It also seems um, like Malfoy's like, well, But also, I don't know, is I it really cross-dressing think... because they all wear the same outfit? Like, it's all robes. That's true. I'm just thinking, like, Malfoy being like, well, you know, I always got my, 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 you know, my hotation. <laughs> So nobody would ask questions, me with two girls, as opposed to me walking around with Crab and Goyle, who I've been walking around with for the past six years. Right. That doesn't seem suspicious at all. No, it doesn't. But okay. Um, Where are you going? Harry demanded. Yeah, I'm really going to tell you because it's your business, Potter, which like a word. I'm sorry. I know Malfoy is on the bad, is the bad guy right now, but like, dude. Um, you better hurry up. They'll be waiting for the chosen captain, the boy who scored, whatever it is you're calling, whatever they call you these days. So, so Harry stays rooted at the spot, like legitimately contemplating whether to follow Malfoy over going to the Quidditch match. Like he has a hard time deciding whether he's going to follow Malfoy or go play Quidditch when he's the Quidditch captain of the Quidditch team and has a game starting like in five minutes. I don't see the issue. I don't understand the question. No? No. Mm. I really don't. Well, Jenny is like, where have you been Malfoy's when Harry tall. finally chooses the right decision, even though he takes way too long to make that decision? Um, Harry's like, I met Malfoy. So? Right? So I wanted to see, to know how he's up at the castle with a couple of girlfriends where everyone else is down here. Does it matter right now? Well, I'm not likely to find out, and am I, said Harry. So he's all he's all irritated with her, but Jimmy, like, he was expecting, like, obviously Hermione and Ron have not been here for his Malfoy obsession this whole year, but the way he came at her, like, I met Malfoy. Like, she does not give a fuck, bro. Like, what does that have to do with me? That is not you a met valid Malfoy. Experience. Meanwhile, okay. Quidditch, and? the thing that I care about. That you care about, too? We both care about this shit. And you're talking about Malfoy? Malfoy, We're talking about real. practice? Not a game. <laughs> not the Quidditch game. Malfoy? We talking about Malfoy? Not not the game. No. Not the keepers. Jenny's just like, I don't understand what's happening here. Malfoy? 
Malfoy, bro, for real. Right before we, okay, cool, okay, mm-hmm, bet. So they go out into on, into the pitch. Um, McWagon says, "Tricky conditions, coot peaks. You want to fly out out of the sun so they don't see you coming." And then Harry's like, "I'm the captain, McWagon. Shut up giving them instructions. Just get up by the goalposts." Um, but once McWagon marks. Uh, marches off. He does. He tells Coot and Peaks to make sure they do fly out of the sun. So they, the game starts. Harry's thinking that if he could catch the snitch good and early, there may be a chance he could get back up to the castle, seize the Marauders map, and find out what Malfoy was doing. This is why you want to finish Quidditch? This whole time he'd been obsessed with Quidditch. <laughs> this whole time. All that stuff between Ron and Hermione, he'd been like, can you just keep it together, Hermione, for the good of Quidditch? And now all he cares about is finishing the Quidditch match. So that he could find out what Malfoy's doing. But Malfoy's like real tall. I'm just, it's, it's too much. It's painful. This is like Ned Stark walking up to Cersei and telling her his whole plan. Whole plan. The entire the, plan. Like, the ins and outs of contingencies. He told her everything. Just, oh my God. He was like, I know what you did last summer. She was like, and what you're going to do and what I'm going to do and what you're going to do. And she said, huh, you thought it was this way, but it's the other way. Like, well, I know what I'm going to do now is make sure that you are the thief. Mm-hmm. So, have fun with that. Yep. I'm still stuck on Jenny. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? She's like, bro, what does that got to do with anything? She, he said, he said he was like a Malfoy? So irritated. Um, and that's Smith of Hufflepuff with the quaffle, said a dreamy voice. Hey. He did the commentary last time, of course, and Ginny Weasley flew into him. I think probably on purpose. It looked like it. Smith was being quite rude about Gryffindor. I expect he regrets it. Now he's playing them. She's the best. No, the this best. is someone who knows her worth. You know, and also, and you know, this is up lanes. there with Lee Jordan. Lee Jordan is irreplaceable. Right. But Luna Lovegood did her darndest. And that is also, um, like, she's someone who I would be good with calling all the games. Yeah. Because she, she doesn't really she care. She does not care. Regardless. She's just like, I, I find this amusing. Mm-hmm. She says, oh, look, he's lost the quaffle. Jimmy took it from him. I do like her. She's very nice. Like, it's just, it's so pleasant. It's so pleasant. <laughs> it's oh, wonderful. She's uh, Harry stares at the commentator's podium. Surely no one in their right mind would have let Luna Lovegood commentate. Um, but there she was. Um, and she's like, but now that big Hufflepuff player's got the quaffle that from her. Big I can't remember his name. Player! Wait, and then he says, I can't remember his name. It's something like Bibble, no, Buggins. It's Codwallers, said Professor McGonagall loudly. The crowd laughed. Um, so Codwaller scores because McLagan had been shouting criticism at Ginny for allowing the quaffle out of her possession, and the result that he, with the result that he had not noticed the large red ball soaring past his ear. Like, dude, can you maybe do your job? No. Like, are you kidding me? No. Huh. So. I swear to God. I'm just so, between McLagan and Harry, I'm so exasperated right now. The Bleacher Report Quidditch edition must be hilarious. Like, the Quidditch Bleacher Report Twitter Mm -hmm. Twitter handle, like, has all the memes. Yeah. Too bad we can't find it because it's actually the secrecy. No. Disrespect. So rude. Um. McLagan, will you pay attention to what you're supposed to be doing? You're not setting a great example, McLagan shouted. 
Um, and Harry Potter is now having an argument with his keeper. I don't think that'll help him find the snitch, but that's, but maybe it's a clever ruse. <laughs> so Harry's like, shit. Maybe. And then goes back, goes back to, um, to look for the snitch. Jenny and Demelza score a goal of police. Then Cobbler scored again, making things level. But Luna did not seem to have noticed. She appeared singularly uninterested in such mundane things as the score and kept attempting to draw the crowd's attention to such things as interestingly shaped clouds and the possibility that Zachariah Smith, who had so far failed to maintain possession of the cloth for longer than a minute, was suffering from something called loser's lurgy. Or lurgy. Loser's lurgy. Sometimes you get the yips, and I think it's an important (laughs) thing that we talk about. (laughs) Because, you know... It's like this random occurrence in which a, per- a person who should be able to play this game just forgets how to play this game. And we don't really talk about it that much. And it is a very interesting phenomenon. And I appreciate Luna Lovegood trying to get to the bottom of it. I guess. It's very entertaining, is all I can say. Um... And uh, so seventy forty to Hufflepuff. Is it already? Said Luna. Oh look, the Gryffindor keepers got a hold. And this is oh look, the Gryffindor's keeper got has a hold of the beaters of one of the beaters' bats. But for what reason, McLagan? How about you stay the fuck in your lane? He is literally like that that teammate that ever like he walks up and everyone's like, Ugh. it's just like word, like word. Kobe bro. Bryant would have words for him. Let him get on Kobe Bryant's footage team. <laughs> that was LeBron James, also a Laker. Appreciate it. But oh God. Kobe Bryant would have been like, you soft like Charmin. <laughs> get off my get off my court. I love it. Okay. Uh Harry zooms toward McWagon, would give him back his bat and get to the goalposts. Um, Harry pelled it toward McWagon just as McWagon took a ferocious swipe at the bludger and mishit it. You can't even do it right. How are you going to show homeboy how to do the job you can't even do? And then Harry gets hit in the head. He wakes up in the um, hospital wing. Nice of you to drop in, said Ron. The Hufflepuffs were um, like, wow. And, and you know what, and you know what uh, Harry's um, first thought is? Oh, boy. Yep. The match finished hours ago, as had any hope of cornering Malfoy. Nigga, you got a, you had a crack skull. <laughs> I just, did you? This is like past. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do all that, but like, like this is just, past a, this just. is past a concussion, bro. Like you had a cracked skull, and like, yeah, Madame Pomfrey mended it at once because she's Madame Motherfucking Pomfrey. But like priorities, what? my dude, priorities. Crack skull, and you out here talking about, oh man, I couldn't follow Malfoy today. Are you kidding me, bro? But I cannot. I just um, feel like you are also neglecting a very important point here. Malfoy is tall. Okay, I I, I understand. I don't think he's tall. You. I just personally I don't think can't you relate the to way this level of obsession in which Harry understands lives his life. Yeah, apparently how not. tall Malfoy is. Yikes! I don't. I yeah. I don't get it. Um. So, Madame Pomfrey says, there's nothing to worry about. I mended it at once, but you shouldn't overexert yourself. And Harry's like, I don't want to stay overnight. I want to find McWagon and kill him. And Madame Pomfrey says, I'm afraid that would come under the heading of overexertion. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, "Mm, that's exactly what I don't want you to be doing right now. Maybe once you have been 
But I understand uh, the do what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, she's not even mad at that. She's just like, wait till I discharge you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> just be cool. Um, so the final score was three hundred and twenty to sixty. Um, and Harry's like, when I get a hold of McWagon, and Ron goes, you don't want to get a hold of him. He's the size of a troll. Um, maybe hexing him with a toenail uh, curse or something. Um, but there was a note of badly suppressed glee in Ron's voice. Harry could tell he was nothing short of thrilled that McWagon had messed up so badly. I could hear the match commentary from here, said Ron. I hope Luna always commentates from night out, from now on. Losers lurky. Yes. Um, <laughs> Me too, Ron. Me too. I, I agree, Ronald. <laughs> yes. Rare. All Luna all it's the time, bruh. It's been a while since we felt this way. Um... Jenny came in to visit Harry when he was unconscious, and Harry's imagination zooms into overdrive. Like you gotta choose. Edward needs to take a nap. You gotta choose. Edward needs bro. to calm the fuck down. Is it is it Draco or is it Jenny? I mean, like, well, you know, maybe they have like some cool like polyamorous thing going on. I mean, maybe, but I don't think Jenny. I mean, would probably be down not though, because Draco is racist and like, and Jenny has sense. Like, I just don't yeah. think <laughs> it's not gonna work right, out. And I feel like Jenny would also be like, "You wait, you rocking with me and him." But have you... No, I can't rock with you at all. Have you met him? Like... Yeah. Bruh, it's problematic as fuck. Just super, super So I can't... I can't get down with this. <laughs> but he um, is And so... Um, and so... Wait, oh, Jelly says, says the Ginny Jaco ship is strong as... Which fandom? Whose fandom? <laughs> Y'all, we got these Potterheads be wild in these streets. What? There's a Jenny Draco ship? How? Have they ever even spoken to each other? Like, really? Like, really? No, just that one time when Draco caught Harry, his, or called her Harry's girlfriend, but I don't think that was to her. They were just right, in the same Right, they just place. in the same. Wow. Y'all be, y'all be doing yoga. Stretching. It's great. It's great. Okay. Or she said, but she um, is pure blood. But she's a in quotes blood traitor, right? so they may not. Mess and again, I mean, and she's poor. This is another part of like the movies doing a disservice. Jenerva Weasley has sense, mm-hmm. like Jenny mm-hmm. Bonnie White, right? Weasley, nah, maybe, but Jenerva, like, nah, she's not rocking with Malfoy, Mm-mm. not even the slightest. Mm-mm. Um, and then. Harry says that uh, Jenny reckons that he only just arrived in time for the match. And Harry's like, yeah, well, I saw Malfoy. Wish I'd followed him now. The match was such a fiasco. And Ron's like, don't be stupid. You couldn't have missed a Quidditch match just to follow Malfoy. You're the captain. Which he keeps reminding McWagon of that he's the captain, but somehow can't remind himself as he does that. Um, I mean, listen. um, And Harry's like, I wanted to know what he's up to and don't tell me it's in my head. I never said it was in your head, said Ron, but there's no rule saving only one person at a time can be plotting any... Oh, sorry. There's no rule saying only one person at a time can be plotting anything in this place. You're getting a bit obsessed with Malfoy, Harry. Like, and look at Ron out here being reasonable for once. But, like... It's been such a long time, it's refreshing, honestly. Also, when Ronald Weasley, when Half-Blood Prince Ronald Weasley is making sense to you, you need to look at your life, look at your choices. Mm. Um, Oh, and then Harry's like, but I want to catch him at it. Um, where does he go when he disappears off the map? Um, and then he's sitting around and he's like, if only he had Rufus Scrimgeour's pa- uh, power. 
he could set a tail on Malfoy. He thought fleetingly of trying to set something up with the DA. But who the fuck in the DA would want to be trailing after Malfoy? Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you my imagine? Brother, you want me to do what with who now? <laughs> and, like, he comes, he's like, but there's that thing again about people missing lessons, which is like, yeah. But also, like, none of them would want to fucking do that. Could Why? you imagine Harry going up to Dean and being like, hey, so we setting up a Malfoy watch and I need y'all, <laughs> like, can you take a shift? And Dean is like... <laughs> on the Malfoy tail? bruh like he tall <laughs> i get it because you know Seamus grew a little bit and i so i see it but also like nah man no i got bro, owls, like are you serious i learned how to operate like i just got <laughs> delhi is like imagine the read luna would give no. him i feel like luna may do it only for fun yeah like she'd just be like i'm curious whatever i ain't got no t- i ain't she got no would be do. like do you know how many carbs <laughs> Draco eats on a daily basis. And- right. <laughs> like, personally, she'd come up her, her like, little watch. Harry's like, her notes. what about if it's No, her stakeout notes would be like, I think, have you noticed, Draco seems to have an, an unusually large number of Raxperts flapping about him. It's been really interesting. I wonder what he ate for breakfast today. Right. I ate this. It would just be the most, like, and ridiculous And Harry would just be like, mom. but is he doing this death eater shit? And she's like, well, you know, he did have, Probably not. he did have a conference with some nargles around two o'clock. <laughs> somebody, somebody, write that, please. Oh, God, Luna's following Jaco log on Harry's orders <laughs> because no one else would do it. Even Neville would be like, mm, "I know I wanted friends, but this seems I don't need friends. Questionable. Like that. <laughs> it's not it's that not serious. That do you want me to follow who? When? Let no, me just girl. go hang out with Luna." Like, she seems like she is weird, but interesting. Mm -hmm. And she don't want me to follow nobody. Mm -hmm. Also, like, they have to learn to apparate. (laughs) Still a thing. It's still a thing that's happening. Yeah. Oh, Portia said the Creevy Brothers. The Creevy Brothers. They would do do it. it For sure. Yeah. They wouldn't even even question Even their notes would be hilarious. Yeah. He uses the thing. Um, it's kind of like a camera, but it's not a camera. Tried to get his autograph. He wasn't really feeling that. He yelled at me. I'm gonna try again later. <laughs> Delia said, the camera could come and help in hand and like they handy would be like, oh my pictures. god, they would be like Veronica Mars, but at a wizarding school. That would be amazing. Yeah, that actually kind of be lit. That would be lit, except like not finding. It would just be nice to see, like, everybody be like, nah, bro, and then the Creevies, and then all Harry's left with is the Creevies and Luna. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, it would be what Someone needs to write this and or draw the comic. Um, okay, so Harry's kind of reflecting on all the times he's been injured due to Quidditch, and he remembers an unexpected visitor in the middle of the night, and then he realizes there was a way to have Malfoy followed. So he calls Creature, um, and there's a crack. Sounds of scuffling and squeaks fill the silent room. Um, Harry uses Muffliato on Madame Pomfrey's door so that she doesn't come to see what's going on. Creature and Dobby are fighting, Yay. and Peeves is and and Peeves is uh, midair above them. I was watching that potty. He said, "Look at the ickle creatures, the ickle ickle creatures squabbling, bitey bitey, punchy punchy." Peeves is just like he's just ratchet as hell. 
<laughs> he just runs towards all the fights. What is wrong he with you? He very much reminds me of my brother. Like there's, I mean, I get there's it. There's not a rapid television show that Pete is not interested in. Mm-hmm. Love and hip hop um, house elf edition. <laughs> real house, real house elves of um, Hogwarts. Them all peeve. Peeve got all of them oh, on God. the DVR. Not real housewives of Hogwarts. Real house elves of Hogwarts. House elves, sorry. Real house elves of Hogwarts. Damn it. Damn. Okay. Let so Creature and Dobby are fighting because Creature insulted Harry Potter. Um, and Dobby will not stand for it. Uh, Harry gets Peeves away and then tells Creature and Dobby, I'm forbidding you to fight each other. Well, Creature, you're, forbid- you're forbidden to fight Dobby. Dobby, I know I'm not allowed to give you orders. Dobby is a free house elf and he can obey anyone he likes and Dobby will do whatever Harry Potter wants him to do, said Dobby. Dobby is so a real one. I, Dobby is a real one. And but I want to, also- like, there is something to be said about Dobby's agency and him wanting to, like, look out for Harry and defend him. And that's, like, his friend, right? But sometimes it feels a little bit like he's giving, J- uh, like, J.K. Rowling gave Harry two slaves. It, it feels a lot like, like that a lot of the time. Yeah, and like, I, and I don't want to like fully take away because Dobby does have agency in a way, right? Because he did decide, like he, you know, he did a lot to get away from the Malfoys and Chamber of Secrets. He is very like steadfast in his like wanting to be paid and wanting to like you know for his labor and stuff and um, wanting house elves to be free. But at the same time, he also like it's almost like he feels like he owes Harry. And I think there's a difference between um, like for sa- for saving him. I don't think that Harry thinks that. I don't think that Harry puts and that on like him. Dobby but I think saved that himself a lot of the ways, but he doesn't see that either. Like, right, exactly. And he's very much like Harry Potter saved me, so I'm gonna. I'm indebted um, to him forever. In which case, like, exactly. When which someone tells you to still the same, right? Nah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's it's a little. I just, are I don't you know. Saying house elves in general are really difficult. Elves, um, subplot was not well thought out or executed. Is that what you're, I feel like that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, it is. It is. And I do love Dobby. Like, I don't want to take it, I don't want anyone to take it as like, except for like, Chamber of Secrets, he needed to take multiple seats. But like, since then, he's great. And he has, he's very pure and, you know. Uh, but I also think that the way that he's written and the way that his relationship with Harry is written can sometimes be gross considering the power dynamics. Yes. Because um, those things are not... They're not equal. You can't, you can't uh, separate those two, the two things. Um, okay. So, um, but, uh, Harry's like, I've, I've got a job for you. And Creature's like, I'll do it, but only because I have no choice. And Dobby's like, I would be honored to help. And then Harry's like, I want you to tell Draco Malfoy. And then Ron looks at him with a look of mingled surprise and exasperation because he's like, word, bro, we just talked about this. But also, like, better than to me. True. <laughs> he's like, he would refuse flat out to do it. Um, he'd be like, nah, bro, for what? And so then Harry says, I want to know where he's going, who he's meeting, what he's doing, which, again, is not going to end well. Um, and then Dobby's like, if I do it wrong, I'll throw myself off the topmost tower. And Harry's like, definitely don't do that. But that's why it feels gross in a way, right? Because it's like, it's, it's Dobby's reflexes of the things that he would do if he was 
if he had failed against like a master who he's magically bound to. Right. Um, but also like doing that for Harry as opposed to just like doing it as a friend feels it just it just feels gross. It, yeah. Okay. Um, and then creatures like Master wants me to spy upon the pure blood great nephew of my old mistress. And Harry's like, Yep. And you're forbidden to tip him off or show him what you're up to or talk to him in any way or write messages to him or or to contact him in any way. Um, creatures like Master thinks of everything and Creature must obey him even though Creature would much rather be the servant of the Malfoy boy. And Harry's like, I want regular reports, but make sure I'm not around people when you turn up. Ron and Hermione are okay. Just stick to Malfoy like a couple of wart plasters. I think it's weird that Harry uses those kids. I mean, it's year six, so maybe, but like... yeah. I don't even know what a wart plaster Neither is. Do I. I think it's like I a band-aid. I assume that it's something that's sticky. You put it on a wart, you plaster your warts with it. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's not a, a wizard thing. Maybe that's just a muggle thing and it just sounds strange. And it's like a British. Britishism. I'm Googling it. Yep. That's basically what it is. It's a band-aid. Boom. Great. I mean, I do I had to look at a wart, but... Um, <laughs> Britishisms like being like the word British words being exactly what they say they are. Work plaster. Mm-hmm. Plaster for work. Yeah. Makes True. sense. Um also this is very like tangenty, but uh, I was watching soccer on Saturday and one of the commentators was said something about the dude smoking a fag and then he had to apologize because <laughs> it's on America TV. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they were like Sometimes we use words that mean something completely different. <laughs> I didn't even That's catch funny. it. But like in context, you lighten a fag. But I guess, it's, I don't know. Okay, who's your MVP? Luna Lovegood. Why? Because, one, what she actually did in the chapter, which was bring joy and levity to a really terrible game of Quidditch. And, like, <laughs> give us some knowledge about clouds, about formations. Mm-hmm. And two. And losers lurgy. And losers lurgy, which is an affliction that we should all be more aware of and take seriously. Mm-hmm. And then two, mm-hmm. what she did in our headcanon. Yes. <laughs> yes. I believe she would have done in real life, so. Yeah. I, too, made Luna my MVP for the same reasons you said. Um, she's the best, and she's so unafraid to be herself. And it's great. Isn't it, though? I love it. It really is. Delia made Hermione MVP for clocking Slughorn and having sense. Um, Always, but not that always. (laughs) Um, And then uh, Ariana made Dobby MVP um, saying, and says that her fan fiction, if it ever gets written, has Dobby's son in it. And, uh oh, at least slide me the outline. Right? Um, Amani makes Luna MF and love good for the best non-Jordan commentated Quidditch game in the century. And then Portia does um, MVP's Luna for taking a chance on the new role and sharing her talents with the world. Um, Ariana's is gray territory. Ron, uh, he has seen the light since his near-death experience, but he is still avoiding Lavender, right? So he's like somewhere, there's something's going on. Like redemption um, possibly, but not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, who did you bitch? Luna Lovegood, Fitzgerald, and bye. <laughs> okay. The other Luna. The other Luna. Being a hot mess and having me, I had to rig up 
because she already broke her crate and I haven't got a new one yet. So I had to rig up a jail for her. That's why it's been kind of nice these past 20 minutes. Um, and just for making this already long recording ridiculously long. And Ronald Weasley for avoiding lavender and making leaving other people to deal with the things that he doesn't want to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. And also making lavender think something. I don't know if that's actually on Ron. But I just feel like the way that lavender is thinking about Hermione is kind of on Ron because he should have let her know that they are friends. Mm-hmm. Even if she's mad at him, they might be in a fight, but like Hermione been rocking with Ron since way before he was interesting or intriguing as a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, and then Harry Potter for you know, I mean, okay, Malfoy is tall, but like but no. focus. My dude, focus. All of them. I'm also benching the entire slack. All of them. Sit down. All of you. Way to ruin it. It's over. What about you? So I wanted to bench like all the dudes in the show. Right. I almost did that, but then I had had mercy on your spreadsheet. And so I chose two. Well, so, so I mean, and so did I. So (laughs) I had mercy on my own spreadsheet. Um, So I benched McWagon and Harry because I felt like Ron got poisoned and for the most part was reasonable, even though he still has some work to do, but in the scheme of things, in the scheme of things, I was like, okay, but McWagon needs to stop Get, needs to calm it down, take all of the seats, stay on the bench. You know, the, the literal Quidditch one and figuratively. Like, he's just like the most dude bro but it's to also ever do like bro. It's, it would be like Wood if Wood was riding the bench. Like, you can't. And also was like not good. Like, like and not just, good. Right. Like, you can't. But also, like, Wood was the Quidditch captain and like still, and like also helped develop. Like, he was a good captain, right? Like, he was a little obsessed and a little bit much. But he was good at like fostering the um, and like paid his, attention his during team. the match at least and paid attention <laughs> did his job like, right. Whereas like McWagon is over here trying to coach everyone else and and meanwhile he's letting scores by while he like he even after the first one he didn't think hmm, maybe I should do my job instead of trying to worry about what the beaters and the chasers are doing. No, um, and then cracks Harry's skull. Only only like, he could like, fix it. And also, like, you're a substitute, bro. Like, why are you in here trying to change the game? You only here for one game. Right. Calm down. Um, so, and then Harry, because, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, this is just, like, pre, pre-sectumsempra traumatic disorder, <laughs> whatever the fuck. Like, that's how I feel. And I'm just, like, not ready for it. And I'm, it's making me upset. Like, you um, are acknowledging the growth, the literal growth of Malfoy. I, I am acknowledged. That's fine. That's cool. But sectum sempra. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Um, and so both of them, I just feel like, need to stay in their lanes. And they're not doing that. And they need to calm it down. But McWagon deserves, like, he's he's top. And Harry's just a very, very close second mm-hmm. to the point where I need to acknowledge it. Acknowledge um, it. And he needs to go. It needs to go on the spreadsheet. Delia benches whoever Imani benches because there's too much trash in this chapter for her to choose. <laughs> but let's be real, it's probably Dumbledore. Delia with the shade. She's a... Uh, I love it. She must have been taught by Professor Trelawney. And then Amani comes in with benched 
Dumbledore for continuing to manipulate everyone around him with emotional abuse, forced consent, and withholding information. Also being the largest slaveholder in Britain, which is like way to just make Delia's point. Portia benches Ron because her cavity filling hurts and his broken head talking about doing physical activity while hospitalized made it worse. Which is like a lot, but I, I think my brain just caught up to the sentence. And so, yes. <laughs> uh, Ariana benches Harry. He is obsessed. Mariah Carey wall slide. I don't know that one, but I'm going to Google it afterwards. You know the song Obsessed by... Uh... I'm sure I do. Why are you so obsessed with Oh, yes, I do. I know that song. Um, I feel like I'm missing a bench somewhere. Delia, Portia, Amani. Yeah, that was it. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will be discussing Chapter 20 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Lord Voldemort's Request. And don't Um, forget to become a Patronus and get this dog. (laughs) Um, Follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. Um, and yeah, we will talk to y'all next week.